Now, now's the beginning of the sermon. So, I, Rachel and I, as we are prone to do most weeks, we're in a Whataburger this week, and we had a, um, we had just the most wonderful woman taking care of us. And we noticed, though, we thought at first we were the special ones because we ordered. And she said, oh, that's a wonderful choice. And we said, well, thank you. And they, she went on to, to, to talk. I mean, it was just like a good chicken sandwich and a burger. And that, that's great. I love that. That is fantastic. And then we sat down where we, everybody that came in, they could have said, I've been storing a dog in the back in the refrigerator. Can you bring it out to me? And she would have said, that's a great choice. I'll go get it. And she, she would have said any, but she was genuine. She was just so happy and so just excited that everyone was around. And does anyone else hear that and think that's got to be so exhausting? To be like that all the time. That's one of the reasons I, I go to church camp. When, when I first started going, uh, when I was first in ministry, I was a youth minister for two years. That didn't fit me. I go to bed too early to be a youth minister. And I, but part of being a youth minister was you, you went to church camps. And I still go to church camps. But it's exhausting. Because every all the kids come up and you can't once go, what? You have to every time. Go, hey, bud, what's up? <sighs> it's really hard to force and to fake happiness. To force and to fake joy. And sometimes it can feel as though that the Christian experience is one in which we are to just get the smile to the face. If you could just, all right, we are here. Have you ever pulled into the parking lot, church building? But we have got to reset. Because this is not good. We are here to worship the Lord, and you've got crayon on your pants. That's just your husband. <laughs> people are going to think, you, what are people going to think? And that's what it boils down to, isn't it? What are people going to think? So we, we push... We push our faces to the Christian position. Everything's good. I hate this one, but everything's good. Kids couldn't find one of their shoes. How does that happen? We're late because they couldn't find one of them. They wear them all the time at the same time, but how do they kick them off and just throw them into separate rooms? I don't know. But here we are, frazzled, but good. 
Because what would people think if we weren't? Philippians has been mischaracterized as the book of joy. It, 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 and understandably so. Paul uses the word joy a lot. Four chapters, he uses the word, the, both the noun, the Greek noun and verb for joy. Rejoice and joy. And sometimes he cheats because he'll say things like, um, uh, rejoice and rejoice with me and, and I will rejoice and rejoice with you. Like he says it like four times in two sentences and re- repeats it. But he is constantly talking about joy in this book. And because of that, we often think of Philippians as this nice, like just, we, we've, we've dealt with the problems in Rome. We've dealt with the problems in, in Ephesus over and over again. The Corinthian church, none of us would feel comfortable there. But Paul is arguing with them nonstop. And then we get to Philippians and we can relax because this is the joy book. Paul is dealing with some very serious problems in the Philippian church. And if you pay attention, if you read the letter cover to cover, you and it doesn't take long, they'll stick out. And the answer for him is not joy. It's not to rejoice. It's not to like find some sort of joy bubble in my gut that needs to just come to the surface. It's something else entirely. But let's talk about what's going on. Have you ever, think back in your life, uh, this may have happened one or two times to you, but I think it happens a couple of times to everybody. Have you ever wanted your way? Just occasionally, right? You'll, you'll think, well, this is not my way. Stamp your feet. You know you're in trouble when you're stamping. Thank you. For those of you who thought that was funny, that was funny to me, and I was going to leave it in. I thought, no, that's not going to be funny to anybody else. And it's right. It's not funny to anybody else, but it was good to me, and I liked it. Sometimes it's just for me. You know, you're in a bad place when you're stamping your feet, and you're frustrated, and... You know, it's funny is when we really want our way, but we really don't want to have to tell anybody. That's a conundrum, isn't it? Where do you want to eat? Oh, I have a place. But you're going to spend the next 30 minutes guessing. (laughs) Anywhere. Anywhere's fine. Except the next seven places you suggest. That's actually never happened. We were told early on, we were told early on, when you get, when you decide it is time to eat out, you say, I will list three places, you pick one. And that has saved our marriage. I said, no. <laughs> no, but it's been good. That's helped. But sometimes you want your way and you just don't want anybody else. You don't want to have to tell anybody. What, what your way is. At the very end of the book, 
Paul says, I would like Euodia and Syntyche to be of the same mind. It's a brief little statement. But it's the reason he picked up the pen. It's the reason he formed the letter in the first place. Is there is something going on in that church? Now, there's another guy named Epaphroditus in the, in the book. He's, he's mentioned at the end of verse 2. He said, I'm sending Epaphroditus to you. I know you wanted him to, uh, to be with me. Okay, let, let's just tell the story. I don't want to have to like go and here's the little detail and here's the little hint. I'm going to tell you the story. You go read Philippians, you'll see it. It seems as though the Philippian church, the church in Philippi, sent a gift basket of some sort. They wanted to help Paul financially. And they also sent Epaphroditus and he was going to be a mediator. Uh, he was going to mediate between the Paul's mission and the Philippian church. The Philippian church wanted to give to Paul, but in that in that time, if you gave something to somebody, you had some sort of control over what they were doing. It's called a benefactor. They wanted to it seemed like they wanted to function as that. Epaphroditus showed up and he got sick. Paul had to take care of him. It was more of a, a, a hindrance than a help, and he was sending him back. And so you can hear ringings of this whenever he says things like, "He's like." I've been in need and I've had plenty. But I can do, it should be translated, both things through Christ who gives me strength. You see it when he says, receive him with joy. There's an indication there that if they had to be told to receive Epaphroditus with joy, guess what they probably were going to struggle with? Receiving him with joy. There's over and over again, though, throughout the book, Paul uses the phrase, same mind. He starts off with it uh, kind of hidden in the introduction. And then here in chapter 2, just in these five verses we read, he says it twice. And then he finally gets, he says it quite a bit more times, and then he finally gets to Euodia and Syntyche, and he says, you be of the same mind. But agreeing's not the answer either. Just like joy's not the answer, being of the same mind just isn't the answer. That We could create a cult pretty fast if we were just of the same mind. If we decided, hey, these are the teachings, here are the teachings, here's what we've decided, here's the doctrine, let's put it out front, you sign the papers, we are, we're all on board. What I love about this church and some of the people I've met in this church, they say, I don't agree with everything we do, but I'm here. 
Because here isn't about what we do. Here is not about what we think. Here is not about how, what are, what, ex, what exactly, the, the way we understand scripture is exactly this. You cannot find any church that fits that. You only find churches that are willing to admit it, that we all kind of disagree a little bit, and churches that try to ignore it. And I don't want to be an ignorant church. I because within our disagreements, within where, where I may say something, you go, ah, that's not, I don't feel like that's straight on. That's going to happen. And there's a good chance when I do that, when that happens, you're probably right. And by good, I mean 20%. That's a good chance. No, I'm just kidding. But there, that, that's going to happen. Euodia and Syntyche did not, they were not of the same mind. We know that because Paul says, hey, Euodia and Syntyche, be of the same mind. But he doesn't then go, and Euodia is the correct one. He doesn't say, Syntyche. Pay attention to Euodia. She's got this figured out. Euodia, you know how you were a jerk when Syntyche posted that thing on Facebook? You were in the wrong. He does not call them to a certain opinion. But he's been ground, he's been preparing them for this moment the whole time. And right at the center of the book, the most important part, I, I love Philippians 3. Philippians 3 is one of my favorite chapters in, in, in the whole, in the Bible. Other than the Gospels. Don't, don't get on to me about this. Philippians 2, though, is the center. It's what fuels what Paul is doing. Philippians 2. It was read earlier so well. He says, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be, he's telling these guys, you guys, be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accordance in one mind. Make, uh, he goes on, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, uh, but in humility regard others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. And then he says again, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And then he starts this song. The whole Letter is him inviting the people of the church to this song. It's leading up to it and it's referencing it from the, but being of the same mind has nothing to do with let's get our thinking lined up, our opinions lined up. Now that's going to happen a little as we do what Paul asks of us, but that's not the goal. 
the goal is you guys act in the same manner as Christ. You let the same mind be in, the word should be translated, y'all. As was in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying that in your divisions, in, as Paul particularly is addressing this weird problem that in this, this tense, it, have you ever had a relationship that's subtly tense? Newman, you know, that kind of. That you have those sorts of relationships. He's he's saying in this subtly tense relationship, and maybe openly between Euodia and Syntyche, who seem to be two of the leaders in this church. He's saying, you be of the same mind, but remember what mind I told you to be. Whose mind I told you to have. And he tells the story of this God who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Who made himself a man, not just a man, but a man who was convicted of a crime and died on a cross. And that God was the one who lifted him up. Euodia and Syntyche's problem it's probably our problem. And that I just don't quite trust God enough to be humble. I don't have enough faith in my system to believe that if I don't get my way now, I that will ever turn out well. What God asks of us is to look like a son. And you go, well, that, that, those, I mean, that's, that's a lot of, we have to do a lot of things. I mean, Jesus was a lot of ways. That's asking a lot. Isn't it funny that it's the teachings of Jesus in which we find the most nuance? Turning the other cheek. Praying for those who persecute you. Forgiving your enemy. Loving your enemy. There's exceptions to those rules, right? You know, in the end, it just is summed up by looking not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. I've heard a lot of I don't want to in the past several years. I don't care. Who cares if you want to? Should that make a difference? 
In the end, when you're taking care of others or when you're, when you're doing what is asked of you, when you're doing things that are right. But it's not what I'm used to. Your free will is a gift of God for you to accept the invitation to give it up. And not to do what you want to. Not to live the way you want to. But to have the same mind of Christ Jesus who, though being equal to God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But lowered himself Became a man. Died on the cross. Not just death, but a humiliating death on the cross. And God exalted him. Here's the question. Do you trust God to exalt you? Do you trust God to lift you up when you have humbled yourself? Do you trust the promises of God that through Jesus you trust those things? And if you do, then differing opinions or not, we can be of the same mind. And a man at a church at Potlucks. Y'all remember Potlucks? Uh, he, he would stand at the table and say, go ahead, everyone, go ahead, first shall be last, go ahead, go ahead, everyone, first shall be last. I was like, I don't think this is how that works. I don't think it's just a math equation. Got stuck at doors in the South, especially, you'll open a door for someone, and they're like, no, go ahead, like, no, you go ahead, no, you, your family's in there, go ahead. They've ordered, they've sat down, they're eating, you go ahead, no, I go ahead. And it's just, it'll be back and forth. You get stuck at a door. It's a time warp. Churches need to have that feel. This consistent giving up of self. Where I'm not, I have a way. I have opinions. If someone asks, I'll voice them. In the end, what matters is not that I get my way or that Sintagi gets hers. It's, are we turning toward Jesus here? Christianity is simple and difficult. The love your neighbor teaching, the um, humble yourself teaching, forgiving your enemies, praying for those who persecute you, that teaching is simple. There is no comprehension problems here. Man, try living your life like that. It takes a daily giving up of self. 
And being of the same mind of Christ Jesus, we will not find any ease in that life. But we will find joy. Let's pray. Father, you are you are more humble than we are. You have given up so much to be with us. You have given up so much to build your kingdom here. Forgive us when we are selfish. Forgive us when we argue and bicker. God, help, don't, don't make us uniform, Father. But unify us through Your Spirit. God, may we have the same mind as Your Son. May we not look to our own interests, but to the interests of others. May we humble ourselves. God, we, have, we are done. We want to be done. Chasing after the happiness of our way. May we find the joy in yours. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.